0: Hey out there to all people and creepy ass neighbors this is up all night a horror anthology podcast i'm brandon and with me is the guy that always calls after midnight cortland how are you doing cortland
1: i'm doing good brandon pretty pretty rad pretty rad how about pretty yourself
0: pretty good pretty good oh, yeah. i'm do i'm doing fine nice just fine
1: as the cool kids say. noise.
0: Nobody says that.
1: My my brother-in-law says it all the time, and I can confidently say that about him right now because he doesn't listen to our podcast because he doesn't believe in podcasts. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, really? He sounds like a really cool guy.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. He said one time... Doesn't believe uh,
0: in podcasts. This is the wave of the future.
1: He was like, why bother listening to podcasts when you can watch people play video games on Twitch? And I was like, get out of my house.
0: <laughs> oh, man. He's got a point, though. I mean he tear these headphones off
1: why aren't we playing radical games right now Brandon
0: I've got no good answer to that question all right other than shattering my worldview and making this Mm -hmm. whole venture seem pointless what else have you got going on
1: well Brandon I am not at my home right now so if my vocals sound a little bit different I'm in I'm in the cottage today I'm up north we decided to go up north after it snowed like hell on on Thursday like we woke up Friday morning to like I don't know, four or five inches of snow, and we were like, "Yeah, let's still go up north." And I was like, eh, let will do it." So,
0: is it cozy?
1: Yeah, it's cozy. We watched a movie last night. I went and got some some food and stuff. Pretty much like, here's the rules of the cottage: do whatever the fuck you want, and I love it. I mean, I literally do that at home, but I don't have any pressures of having to do anything, so it makes everything better.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Now my problem, Brandon, is that I have to lug my computer um up north, right? Because yeah i used to have a laptop but that thing is long dead so i have a, a home computer i gotta lug it over here um i forgot some things <laughs> i one I of them know, being like the what? keyboard the I don't have a keyboard Ooh. <laughs> so uh yeah i gotta use the on-screen keyboard to like unlock the computer and i can't and do that. much i can't do much <laughs> <laughs> I also bought the the monitor that didn't have a speaker on it. I don't know why. Okay, so you brought the monitor. Either. That's good. Yeah.
0: That's good.
1: I did. I brought the monitor. I got the, the microphone, the mouse, you know, the computer itself, all the cords I, I kind of needed. And then I, I just totally forgot the keyboard. So no dead by daylight for me.
0: Aww.
1: So what about you, Brandon? How's your week going? Um,
0: I mean, my week's going okay. Tell me everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh. uh- <laughs> Nothing exciting. It's uh, pretty much just constant rain here again. Oh. It's that time of year. Rain well, season.
1: Wasn't it a couple of years ago at this time that Australia was on fire? So, it's better than that, right? Yeah.
0: It was It was on fire two years ago, and then it was flooded here last year.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember that. Gosh, you were complaining so much. I remember it. Yeah.
0: I'm such a whiner. And now you're though. back on <laughs> back on that bus, aren't ya? <laughs> always oh, got something to complain about the spiders uh, there's no uh, cheez-its uh, oh my god right the pizza has beetroot on it uh nothing's hot enough for me my sophisticated <laughs> taste buds yes surely the people are sick of me just
1: Australia's crying be about australia is probably voting right now to get you out <laughs> like this ungrateful little asshole <laughs>
0: <laughs> we took doesn't even in. like
1: our vegemite <laughs>
0: We made, we treated you like our own son.
1: Yeah. You spit beetroot in our face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just watched a, a video from uh, somebody that's in Australia. Her name's Anne Reardon, and she does how to cook that. Her videos are great. Anyway, she We're put talking. something on a shirt called thick shake. Is that what you guys call milkshakes?
0: Uh, I mean, a, a thick shake is a thicker milkshake. <sighs>
1: like how thick are, it's we, more, talking? It's are we talking? It's more thick like as a hell?
0: Wendy's, a Wendy's frosty.
1: Oh, okay, all right.
0: A normal milkshake's like melted ice cream.
1: Mm -hmm. And then thick shake is like thick as hell.
0: Yeah, you can eat it with a spoon.
1: Okay, all right. No further questions about Australia and their thick shakes.
0: All right. No further questions. The council rests. And that transitions elegantly (laughs) into this week's episode of Goosebumps.
1: (laughs) An unedited transition into Goosebumps.
0: (laughs) Yes, this week's episode of Goosebumps. is brought to you by
1: seamless audio
0: editing (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) all right this week we're talking about welcome to dead house
1: yeah only part one though
0: yeah only part one the worst part
1: oh my god well you can Um, say that about any part one but yeah
0: (laughs) yeah uh courtland yes what did you think of this episode and in particular (laughs) did this scratch that zombie itch that you were (laughs) <laughs> okay. That you were uh just waiting for. Uh,
1: I've been waiting for it forever. Uh so I liked the episode a lot. I thought it was great. And no, it didn't scratch the zombie itch.
0: Yet. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was watching it because I, I didn't remember what was in part one or part two and I was like, man, Corland is gonna be like, where's this all zombies?
1: No, I'm not like disappointed or anything. I know they're coming maybe. Perhaps.
0: Maybe. Again, don't get your hopes up too high.
1: Well, they're already at the ceiling, but uh, you know, I I like it a lot. Very uh, very creepy episode. I think a little bit home invasiony, just like what the fuck mm-hmm. is going on. I like it. I'm I'm here for it.
0: Yeah, I think this episode has a stronger vibe than like most episodes we see of these horror shows. Like it's just got a very pervasive, like oppressive tone.
1: Yeah. I, I think that this might be one of the most, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark-esque episodes. Like, it's got that kind of a tone. And, like, Goosebumps is just just a little bit more friendly. Like, more horror-friendly yeah. for kids. And, and Are You Afraid of the Dark is, like, that next level. And I think this, this episode kind of takes it to that next level for kids. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit less goofy. Mm-hmm. I, d- I like all the actors and actresses and stuff, too. I think everybody did a really good job. And uh, I, I, liked, I liked it. I think it was one of my favorite first-parters. Even though nothing nothing really happens.
0: (laughs) No, Not really. Sets up some stuff, though, of course, as a part Mm -hmm. one should do. Mostly sets up holes. (laughs) (laughs) That's most of what it is. Just breaking and
1: entering points is what it sets up.
0: Yes. Well, you need to know. All right. Well, let's just talk about the episode, shall we?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: So this episode starts with your boy, boy. R.L.
1: He's back Ooh, and we he's haven't seen him better, him better than ever. <laughs> I've been missing him.
0: Yeah, I really, I really wish they could get R.L. Stein interested enough in the Goosebump show to get him in for every episode.
1: He should be in every episode just to come in and say, he "Hey guys, it's your boy."
0: It's like five seconds. They just need to get him in a like. Well, they should have just put him in front of a green screen, honestly. And
1: uh-huh. they could just have the book like, cover well, behind
0: You're him. in a cemetery, and now you're in uh, hell. I don't know.
1: Oh, Goosebumps goes to like, hell.
0: You could have even reused the clip of him saying, I'm Stein, I write the Goosebumps books, and just had him say, like, give him a sheet that says, like, oh, this story Is really scary, and you can just put that in any episode. It doesn't matter. He's never specific.
1: He is in this one. He's like, I hey guess guys. He is in most of them, actually. This is actually <laughs> like, Deadhouse.
0: This, this, this is, story this is, is, is it. It's about Carly Beth and she. <laughs>
1: Have a haunted mask. That's that's so true, yeah. And this one, he's basically like, be careful, kids, when you go to a house, make sure you're not in the dead house that I wrote about. It's the first episode of Goosebumps. First book that I ever wrote about Goosebumps, you guys.
0: Yeah, I really like this story.
1: This one's one of my favorites amongst all of the other ones that I've written, except for Go Go Eat Worms.
0: My Hairiest Adventure is my favorite book. (laughs) Not just of the books I've read. The books I've written
1: It's the masterpiece of literature
0: <laughs> It'll stand the test of time Um Yeah so R.L. Stein's in a dusty old attic This time And he welcomes us to Dead House And he says he thinks that we're gonna like it there Yay But he gives us a warning Why does he, he think says, we're gonna like it then I don't know Cause a story He doesn't takes know me there. at all He says that we better check under our bed before going to sleep, Okay. which sounds like a threat more than a warning. Yeah,
1: he's already in my house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Better watch your ass. I'm all (laughs) done. I'm going to get you. He also cautions, Cortland, that if you meet new friends, you got to check and make sure who's alive and who's dead.
1: Oh, Okay. That shouldn't be hard. Thanks, RL. He's Such a good guy. Always oh, warning us.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's reiterate. We love Stein.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. He's the best. He, I just he is. I the best. just tweeted. I just tweeted the other day that he's a national treasure. So <laughs> come on. True. He is. He is. Yeah. That's probably the most truthful thing I've said. And I've tweeted my whole life.
0: <laughs> well, the Stein part is over for now because now we start the episode oh. for real. All right. I'm gonna check out. <laughs> <laughs> you just go ahead and I'll display I'll just go that. on by myself Yeah. <laughs> a blue minivan is driving into a new town A weather report on the radio tells us that we're in Dark Falls And it's gonna be stormy Oh no A boy in the van says Dark Falls? We wanna live in Dark Falls so should
1: have just talked about this like
0: a couple weeks ago,
1: kid Why is it he always pro- so sudden? He
0: probably has been because... He doesn't stop talking about it for the next 20 minutes.
1: Okay, point. Good
0: point. Yeah. Anyway, mom tells him tough shit, and dad says (laughs) that we were so lucky to have found this house. We see the young boy named Josh, and he is sporting a hideous-looking mullet. That's great, Brandon.
1: (laughs) It's amazing, actually. It's hideous. It's encompassing almost his entire head. I like it.
0: It's it's like a full-blown mullet. It's like...
1: Boom, mullet.
0: Cortland, do yeah. people there have mullets?
1: Oh, in Dark Falls? Yes, all the time. No. What, what do you mean, In the United mean,
0: States of America.
1: Oh, I think the mullet is making a return. Yeah, why <laughs> is it oh, all the rage in Australia? It
0: is huge with the youth in Australia.
1: That's ridiculous, Brandon.
0: At my work, I've had two new people join. They're both, like, 17 years old. Both of them mulleted.
1: Are, you, are they going to listen to this podcast and hear you talk shit about their mullet? I don't know <laughs> do, you, do you care not at all okay all right um i can't okay so i don't really go outside much and when i do it's to work where we don't have any 17 year olds because that mm-hmm. you can't work at my place if unless you're 18 um i haven't seen any mullets but they're there brandon they're lurking in the shadows i think that's what rl just warned us about
0: what happened i don't know man
1: do they have as as glorious of a mullet as this child
0: oh well uh it's not glorious so i'm going to say no
1: okay <laughs> just stop the video at at amanda and she looks like she is fake walking the hell out of this scene right here <laughs> i'd send a picture but i don't have, I don't have a
0: keyboard <laughs> yeah. think a screenshot yeah, I about that josh tells dad i don't care about that you know house business dark house falls is a, is a dumb name for a town
1: he's not wrong he's
0: not yeah he's definitely not wrong his sister, Amanda, who's wearing an equally unflattering hairstyle, rolls her eyes at his antics.
1: She reminds me of um, the oldest daughter in Roseanne. What was her name? Becky?
0: Becky? Becky? Yes.
1: Yeah, she reminds me of her. Like, not when she's Sarah Chalk, but when she's the first girl.
0: Mm-hmm. The one with the hideous hair.
1: Yeah, that one. <laughs> you got it.
0: Let's just roast everybody's hair.
1: Whatever. The dad's hair is stupid, too. And the mom looks like... Okay. <laughs> Hold on. I'll, I'll think of my thoughts have, about I her I have opinions
0: <laughs> about both the parents. Right,
1: I'll let you speak your opinions first. We haven't even gotten to them yet.
0: No. I'll, I'll, I'll get to... You almost got me fast-forwarded so, for a second there. Dad tells Josh... I thought you loved small towns, Josh. Whenever we used to pass through small towns on vacations, you used to say, Why can't we live there?
1: Well, no... Shut the fuck up dad
0: (laughs) That never happened Josh informs dad that that was when he didn't know any better Dad drives past abandoned warehouse after abandoned warehouse And says Well the real estate agent did admit That there's been some loss of jobs recently
1: Yeah you don't fucking say And mom's
0: Mom says That's why we got the house so cheap Unfortunately, all your father needs to make a living is a room with a computer.
1: Yeah, they got the house so cheap because there's literally no businesses around them. They have to drive, like, and then the next state to go to fucking Walmart.
0: Mm-hmm. Location, location, location.
1: For real. These, so, Cortland. These, this mom and dad.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll say it first. Okay. The mom and dad. Mom reminds me of Rick Astley. <laughs> <laughs> why <laughs> because she looks exactly like rick astley oh my god okay and and the dad reminds me of bob ross
1: <laughs> yeah i can see the bob ross and the dad i think that the mom looks like a uh time-traveled grown-up Beth from the Tale of the Lonely <laughs> ghost
0: <laughs> i think both could be true
1: but rick astley yeah
0: i can see it now yeah Rick Astley and Bob Ross—they make a handsome couple. Yeah,
1: this is ridiculous, Brandon. Because I love all of these people; they're fine. <laughs> they, yeah. they do a great job. <laughs> you're roasting
0: them. <laughs> I'm not roasting them. I love. You just Bob called Ross.
1: them on Rick Astley. I mean, I love Rick Astley. My my son's favorite song, like, is unironically never going to give you up.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a great song. <sighs> it it was really a great, great song before the meme, and it's a great yeah. song now.
1: I was excited when it got popular because the more people were listening to it, and I had an excuse to be like.
0: I just hate when people call the song Rickroll.
1: Oh yeah, they're stupid. <sighs>
0: that that's just an old man thing, but people are like, "Oh, put Rickroll on." Whatever. No.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> what off are we talking? Track.
0: <laughs> Dad tells Josh to be more like his sister Amanda because Amanda is stoked to move there. Mm. Amanda takes a break from looking out the window lazily to say. Um, not really. And Josh gets a big smile of satisfaction at that. Dad's like, whatever. Wait until you see the house. You'll love it. Okay. Cut to the house, which looks old and shit.
1: Yep. And they <laughs> Cut to the kids not loving it.
0: Yes. Not loving it at all. Josh says that it's ugly, because it is. And Mom uh. says, it's not going to be after we fix it up. Ugh. Everybody but Josh climbs out of the van, including the family dog, Petey who runs into the yard and then begins to bark towards the house.
1: Oh, Petey don't, Petey don't like this house. You always got to listen to dogs. They're always the smartest of us all.
0: Petey don't like a lot of things in this house. So go, Petey
1: hates everything. <laughs> Petey. Yes. He hates everything and everyone. Yep.
0: Yeah. Don't matter what it is, Petey like, nope. Hate it. <laughs> bark, bark, bark.
1: Bark, 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 bark. And they're like, oh, all right, you got to go. Petey's getting mad. <laughs>
0: Amanda asks Petey if the he saw something, and then she looks up toward the upper floor window of the new house, where someone is definitely looking back at them.
1: Yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm interested to see happening. This house is just a free-for-all.
0: <laughs> Spoilers. Pretty much.
1: This house is the most insecure house in all of America. Yeah, or, I'm sorry, all of Canada, whatever.
0: Anyone... Come and go as you want. It's
1: a community house. This is actually the frat house for the local university.
0: It's the community center. You're trying to save it. The talent show. Amanda calls out for Mom and says that she saw someone in the window. Mom. She just discounts it as being the wind or something, and Mom mm-hmm. tells her, This is an old house. There will be lots of cracks and holes to repair.
1: Then why did you fucking buy it?
0: Yeah, but also... What the hell does that have to do with seeing someone in a window?
1: I don't know. God, she looks like You
0: see someone in a window and she's like, ah, there's lots of cracks. (laughs) True, true, true. She's crazy. Mom walks in the front door and tries a light switch, but it doesn't work. Then Petey runs right through the family and up the stairs, barking the whole time because that's what he does. That's all Petey does. Yeah. That's only, like, stage notes he was given. Yeah, he
1: really flubbed his character. I'm sure that's why Arl Stein refused to be in other episodes. He's like, no,
0: <laughs> Petey did a terrible job.
1: I wrote him to be so energetic and exciting, and this is what you <laughs> gave me. I can't
0: work like this. i professional.
1: <laughs> They're like, no, please, we need you in the go eat worms intro. It's going to make the episode pop. And he's like, no. You need to eat worms. <laughs> Amanda I'm slowly makes benevolent. her way
0: up the stairs, and the music gets more intense. Oh, boy. And I really like the music in this part. This whole scene. I'm sure it's playing right now. Oh, yeah. She gets to the top of the stairs, and during the scene, there's, like, lots of silhouettes and shadows. Like, reminds me of Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. And she tries a light switch, because she didn't learn from 30 seconds ago when we saw that there's no power. Mm-hmm. They forgot to move the power over. Turn it on. <sighs> and she investigates one of the rooms, and looks out the window. It's the same window we saw someone looking out before. And then, in the foreground, we see someone's face staring straight ahead. Yeah. Amanda slowly turns around, sees the person, and screams. It's kind of spooky. It is. It cuts to commercial, but when we're back, the person slowly reaches a hand out near her face. Then, it opens a fuse box on the wall next to her and flips a switch.
1: Yes, instead of saying, ah,
0: don't worry, I'm not going to kill you. Yeah. But but whatever. saying literally anything. But this happens in every Goosebumps episode, probably.
1: That's the scariest thing.
0: Yeah. Someone slowly reaching out to grab somebody or something to be like, hey, it's me. The lights come on to reveal a middle-aged man in a gray suit. He says, oh, I'm sorry, I startled you. Yeah, right. (laughs) Mom comes up belatedly to check up on why her daughter was screaming bloody murder. And she sees the man and is like, oh, it's just Mr. Dawes from the realty. Whew. Yeah, you know how you buy a new house and the realtor sleeps in the dark? Yeah, he sure. just
1: stares. He just sits down in a dark room, just yeah, stares into nothing. He's just nothingness.
0: Part, of, part of the furniture.
1: Yeah, um, happens all the time. Happened when I bought my house. It was weird. We didn't even use a realtor. <laughs> there.
0: Mr. Dawes, whose first name is Compton, that doesn't matter at all, but I just thought that's oh, yeah. an interesting name Spice it up, yep, flare it so up So Mr. Compton Dawes's flimsy excuse is that he was just chilling out in the dark, and he just got so comfortable that he fell asleep Seems legit <laughs> I buy
1: it I get comfortable and sleep pretty regularly all over the place Do you? No, I'm not old yet, I'm not an old man in realty Real, real sounds so
0: freeing though To just be able to sleep wherever That's a superpower if I've ever heard one Dad runs into the room even more late And out of breath And then he notices that it's just the realtor So he introduces the rest of the family Yeah he doesn't think twice about it No he's just like Oh this is our realtor <laughs> He came with the house Petey is with the family and he growls At the strange man Mr. Dawes locks eyes with Petey And the dog shrinks and runs away.
1: They just found him.
0: Mom invites Mr. Dawes to stay for dinner and to take part in a family ceremony.
1: Oh, yeah. I was like, what?
0: Yeah. So was everyone else. No one knows what the hell Mom's talking about. (laughs) Cut to downstairs. Dad is holding a hammer saying, I wish I knew what we were doing.
1: Yeah, us too, Dad.
0: (laughs) It's worth it. Trust me. Mom okay. pulls out a shadow box frame containing an absolutely hideous wreath made of what looks like garbage.
1: Yeah, Josh even says it looks like garbage. It's got, like, flowers or something. It looks like there's human hair in it. I think she might be a serial killer.
0: <laughs> it's definitely made from some sort of remains of something. Mm-hmm. Mr. Dawes sees this wreath, and his pleasant smile drops.
1: Damn, he thinks
0: it's ugly. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's uglier than Josh's mullet. Dad says that he thought that they threw that wreath out, and Mom says, No way. They'd never get rid of it. It's a good luck charm. <sighs> Mom starts looking for a place to hang it, and she says she thinks it fits in with the style of the house. Okay. Josh replies, yes. Old and rotting.
1: True. He's got some good ones, in. I gotta say, Josh gets a couple of good
0: jokes in this, this episode. Yeah, he's got some zingers. Dad uses his hammer to hang the thing on the wall, and Mr. Dawes looks like he's going to cry. He very much doesn't like this thing <laughs> Then Mr. Dawes pulls some papers out of his briefcase And stutters out that they just need to sign a couple of papers And he can get the hell out of there
1: Yep. They bada sign bada boom.
0: and he hurries out of there as quick as he can But not before staring at that ugly wreath again
1: Yeah, it's like he's almost staring at the head of Carly Beth or something I don't know
0: Um, I'd say that this wreath is uglier than that <laughs> ugly head
1: <laughs> Agreed, yes
0: can rank all the ugly knickknacks of Goosebumps. It's nighttime now, and Amanda is writing a letter to her friend. This is very 90s. Yeah. It says, Dear Jennifer, I picked out my room. I'm writing this, sitting on a mattress on the floor. (laughs) The movers are coming down tomorrow, so tonight is like camp. I can't believe my best friend is now 500 miles away.
1: Oh, tell Josh me about it, Amanda. is
0: acting like a total brat So it's up to me To make the best of things
1: She doesn't even have a southern accent No Portland. Ab- portland
0: <laughs> Anytime yeah. I read a letter I read it in like the voice Of like a civil war documentary <laughs> Okay fair it, enough That's just where my head goes
1: I, I like it You know what I don't like though is that she's got two boxes In her room that say Amanda's Borm B-O-R-M, why? What is a BORM?
0: I don't know. Borm? Oh, I'm sorry. You
1: that's sure? a B- It says B-D-R-M, you know, short shorthand okay. for bedroom. Okay, never mind. I don't know why that, you wouldn't.
0: That makes slightly more sense.
1: Never, okay, I just figured that out live. Mom, B- where's my BORM? I swear. It, it looked, it's a, it, that's a D, it's not an O. So, <laughs> B-D-R-M. All right. <laughs> Mom with a shorthand script. She must have been a waitress or something.
0: Yeah, she doesn't have time to write out bedroom.
1: <laughs> she doesn't have to write anything, but whatever. She could she just, just say write Amanda. room, and
0: it's the same amount of letters. <laughs> Alright. Um, Mom comes in the room, then, to call lights out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Amanda gets ready to tuck herself into bed, but she hears some strange noises. She gets up and looks out the window. And she sees, in another house, a man is staring straight at her through the blinds, which he quickly closes.
1: Creepy. Yeah,
0: that's creepy. In a different way. Then, behind Amanda, a silhouette of a man walks into frame. (laughs) She She shot a scaramouche, right?
1: I didn't even mean to do that. (laughs) Okay, Whatever. Hey there everybody, Cortland here, your good buddy, and your sketchy realtor. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything we've got, we are just so thankful for you spending some time with us. Look and help out our show? Become a patron today at patreon.com slash private island. You can join up for as little as a dollar a month. We've got a lot of bonus content available, like early release episodes, bonus episodes, some book readings, stickers, t-shirts, and more. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons the Bronzebeth, Eddie, Tristan, Venicewitch, Sarah, and Redemption, the Goths Shane, Stephen, Matt, Jerilyn, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day Days, Angela, Faith, Sarah, and Matt, and the Platinum Bostics, Brian, Bryce, Farron, and Kathy. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. Connect with us on social media, at prvt island on Twitter, at Private Island Presents on Instagram, and we've got a Facebook group. Just search Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. We make a lot of content every week for every episode, so there's plenty to enjoy. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, we watch full-length episodes live on Instagram, so be sure to join in. I go live pretty regularly on Twitch, too, so if you ever want to hang out and chat while I'm playing some games here and there, give me a follow. That's twitch.tv slash our season wrap-up is coming up quick, so we would love to answer your questions. Every season we do an Ask Us Anything section for the show, so get those questions in and ask us anything you want to ask. Send them to us through social media or email them to us. That's privateislandpresents at gmail.com. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for listening in, everybody. It means just so much to us. I'll let you get back to the episode, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye.
0: Oh. She turns around, and then the man continues walking down the hall. So now she goes to investigate this abnormality, and she calls out for Josh. Josh comes out of the bathroom, asking what's the hubba. (laughs) Amanda tells him that she saw a strange man. Then she knocks on her parents' bedroom door and calls out for them.
1: Pretty creepy, sis.
0: Yeah, the whole thing's very creepy. People in your house is creepy. Doesn't matter if they're ghosts or zombies or Frankensteins. Werewolves or mommies. serial killers.
1: Invisible people. Yeah, I like this episode so far.
0: We cut to Dad walking down the stairs. The rest of the family is waiting at the bottom. And Dad tells Amanda that he looked in every room... And there's nobody there but them. Uh-huh. Mom tells everybody to go back to bed, so they all do. So then we cut to Amanda, and she's in bed with the window open during a thunderstorm when some spooky voices yell out from an open door.
1: Yeah. Reminded me a little bit of, like, people under the stairs, kinda.
0: Yeah. Did you hear what the voices said? Did they say anything in particular? I couldn't really make it Uh,
1: ho- hold on. I have the episode up right now. Let me see. We okay. try and listen a little bit closer. I think they hear her saying French toast, but I I could be wrong.
0: Okay, well that makes sense. The voices wake her up and she snaps her eyes open and sits up, but then she just lays back down again?
1: Yeah, she's like, that's scary, but not scary enough to, like, stop me from sleeping.
0: Yeah, she's sleepy. Don't blame her. There's a quick shot of the ugly wreath and lightning flashes. And that's the end of that scene, because now it's the next morning... And the moving men are there. Hooray. Mom is there like coordinating everything. When out of nowhere, a woman just pops into the house with a tray of food. Yay. She literally says that she's popping in too. Yeah. It's a poppin'. Lots of things pop in this episode. (laughs) She says she's just a friendly neighbor bringing goodies. And she introduces herself as Agnes Thurston.
1: I love Agnes. Do you? I do.
0: I think she's a great actress. Yeah. She does. Good, she does a good job. I think she's incredible. She brings a lot of energy to the scene.
1: Mm-hmm. Her
0: one scene that she's in—spoilers for this part. <laughs> <laughs> Mom introduces Agnes to Amanda, and Agnes looks Amanda up and down and all around. She okay. tells the girl that she should meet her daughter Karen, and that Karen would be so thrilled. And then her voice stops
1: because yeah, this Agnes is the best part.
0: sees the garbage wreath hanging on the wall.
1: Yeah. The hideousness of it just stops her in her tracks for a moment. I love it.
0: She hesitates for a second before continuing on about her kid. Josh and Petey come down the stairs now, and Petey again is growling at the new person.
1: Yeah, Petey hates her. (laughs) (laughs) Hates everything.
0: Yeah. Petey's kind of a dick. Yeah, I bet. Mom asks if all that sawing that she can hear is from Agnes's husband. Aggie says, yeah, since the chemical factory closed, he practically lives in that workshop of his. Then she giggles, but she looks at the wreath again and stops. But after a second, she continues smiling and laughing. She's great. Love her. Which (laughs) is great. She's like, (laughs) (laughs) She
1: does it so seamlessly. It's great. Like, she does it in, like, a good actress way where, like, you know, you believe that the people don't see the evilness within her or whatever or mm-hmm. hatred. Kind of being stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You've got cabin fever. Mom tells the kids to take the dog for a walk. So we cut to them outside. They walk past house after house with boarded up windows and doors. Josh asks where everyone is and why they would want to live in Dark Falls anyway. Which is also a good point. Yeah. Amanda this says place that maybe like they all got the house as cheap. Yeah.
1: Well, they're all dilapidated pieces of shit's houses, so...
0: Petey barks at a man in a window who quickly closes the blinds, but then peeks through them again at the kids as they pass. This is... See, this is the
1: part where Petey barks at everything and everyone.
0: (laughs) Yes. They come upon a man sawing some wood in his garage. They say hi, but Petey just barks at the man. (laughs) (laughs) Who says nothing and simply stares at them. (laughs) Josh jokes about it being such a friendly place And they slowly back away We cut to some time later The kids are still walking the dog But now they're near an old metal bridge Running through the woods Amanda hears a sound And asks what it is But Josh didn't hear anything He tells Amanda she is losing it But before he can even get the words out, people are coming out from behind bushes all around them. Uh Uh-huh. They're all young teenagers, and they walk slowly, closer and closer, towards the two kids. And all of these kids, Cortland, are very pale, with blank, non-expression faces.
1: Yes. That's how I look when I meet new people, too, though, so I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong yet.
0: Yeah, like, we don't, I don't, you know, judge them for it. These could be friendly, uh, creeps gang amanda tries to introduce herself and her brother but the kids don't respond they get within inches of the two before someone from outside the circle makes a sound and the kids start to scatter
1: yeah like whistles
0: yeah gives a little signal a kid in a gray suit jacket and a trilby says sup i'm ray (laughs) amanda goes wait do i know you Ray is like, huh? And Amanda says, "Yeah, you were in my house. I saw you." Mm-hmm. Ray tells her, "Your house. I haven't been in that house in a long time." How does he know what house she's house. talking about? Because he was in there.
1: Well, yeah, I know he was in there because he could tell because he has the same fucking hat on. Yeah, he's like one of those weirdos that like return to the scene of a crime and on the thrill of like not getting caught or whatever. But like, she doesn't know that he knows where she lives, so I don't get it.
0: No, and she also doesn't catch what you just caught and be like, wait, how do you even know what house I'm talking about then?
1: Nah, most kids would, but she's like, nope.
0: But also, if this is like a small town and it's like everybody knows everybody, maybe it's like, oh, these people are moving into the old Johnson house. Yeah. Except for it would be true, like the true, old true. Ray house. That's probably what happened. Because Ray, Ray says that he used to live in that house when he first oh, what? moved into Dark Falls.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: That's that's not going to come up later, I'm sure.
1: I doubt it. I will say, everybody's got hats on, by the way. Well, yeah. I don't know if you mentioned that.
0: No, I didn't. I mentioned Ray has a hat. They all have a different hat on. That's just the way things used to be all the way back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Everybody had a fedora or a sun hat. A mullet and a hat. <laughs> Josh asks Ray where he lives now, but Ray says nothing. Then from behind them, a girl says,
1: My mom told me we had new neighbors.
0: It's Karen, Agnes's daughter. Oh. One of the boys asks if they play baseball. Josh is like, Yeah, man, I love baseball. Let's play. But then the sun starts to pierce its way through the clouds. And oh, fuck that. Ray says, Uh, maybe not right now. It's not a good time. Maybe tomorrow. Fuck sunlight. All the other kids make excuses to leave, and they all disperse. That night, we see Amanda asleep in her room. A door in her room begins to open, and from within, something walks out. We see it from a first-person perspective, slowly walking over to her bed, breathing heavily. Yeah. Amanda wakes up and sees a girl with long black hair telling her to, Get away. Get out while you still can. Yeah, This girl looks
1: simultaneously 13 years old and, like, 40 years old. I don't know how they did it. Um, I remember seeing this scene, though, in Piano Lessons Can Be Murder, when the ghost was like,
0: Get away!
1: You know, we're seeing Mm -hmm. that again.
0: Yeah, ghosts are always telling people to get away. They're kind of like the the PDs of wow afterlife. (laughs) (laughs) Get away from me! (laughs) i don't like anything oh my god amanda screams and i guess that all the practice has helped because now her parents are right there in her room in an instant they knew it was coming (laughs) they were just like she can't go one night without screaming
1: and saying there's somebody in the house
0: yeah fucking psycho they ask her what's going on and she explains for the 10th time that she saw someone they ask about the person and amanda says It was like she was dead, but not dead. And like 13, but also (laughs) middle-aged. Josh says, like a ghost? And Amanda clarifies, no, not a ghost.
1: No, no, no. Stupid.
0: Fucking idiot. Petey walks toward the door the girl came from and begins to growl and bark. I feel like I've said that 50 times now.
1: That's all Petey's done. Half of my
0: notes are Petey barks. (laughs) Petey hates this (laughs) He can't stand this bullshit Dad goes to investigate And finds a hole in the wall Inside the closet Mm. Mom says You must have heard the wind whistling through the hole And once again mom How the fuck does that explain seeing a person
1: Mom's the worst
0: Her explanation for everything is Oh there's a crack
1: There's a crack in the wall There's come wind whistling through it Shut up mom Get out so of
0: that's here! Why, that's why you saw a spectral apparition. <laughs> Dad says that he'll patch the hole tomorrow, and Mom offers to stay with Amanda until she goes to sleep. Josh okay. comments,
1: "We never should have moved." And That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs>
0: I love that. <laughs> that's so funny. See, Josh gets good. he gets a, he gets some good lines in. Yeah, that was some prime sass.
1: Oh man, Josh is great.
0: Yeah, everything about him but his hair is like. Mhm. Not bad. The next morning, Dad patches the hole. He tells Amanda that that ought to keep out the boogeyman or boogey girl. Amanda isn't amused by that joke. Dad asks, "You don't like it here, do you?" Amanda tells Dad that everyone thinks that she's crazy and just keeps seeing things. That's what's
1: happening in this episode, yeah.
0: <laughs> very diplomatically tells her that um yeah, because nobody's there. <laughs> Amanda says it's not just that, though. The whole town is weird. It's always dark. There's never anyone on the streets. And the kids that they met yesterday just didn't seem like normal kids. Mm -hmm. Dad tries to tell Amanda that times are tough in the town. A lot of people are unemployed. And they are lucky that the house was so cheap so that they could coast on the money they got from selling the old house. Mm. And that means that he has time to work on the book that he's writing. What do you think he's writing? Probably a Goosebumps book. <laughs> this, is, this is an autobiography.
1: <laughs> okay, alright. You are just dunking on Mr. Stein.
0: You're a monster. I love Arl Stein.
1: <sighs> <sighs>
0: Me too. He tells Amanda to try to remember that they are more fortunate than most. What that has to do with seeing ghosts, I, I don't know. Alright. They're not very helpful with this, these parents. Dad goes to close the closet door, but it doesn't close. He says, I'll fix it later, and leaves.
1: (laughs) I have time now, but nah.
0: (laughs) I got writing to do. Gotta crank out four more Goosebumps books this week.
1: He puts a piece of drywall in front of the crack. Like, that's gonna fix it. Look. He's the worst, Dad.
0: Bob Ross Ross. is a painter, not a handyman. (laughs) You want Bob Vila for that one. Oh, Bob Vila. Right, right, right. Okay. Amanda walks up to the door and closes it, and it stays closed until she walks away, and then it pops right open again with ominous music. (laughs) Later outside, Amanda and Josh are hanging out in the backyard. Josh says, Forgot about this part. Dad needs to trim some trees around here. It's so dark. He needs to whack these bushes. (laughs) Amanda tells him the whole town is dark, and Josh responds, hey, dark falls.
1: (sighs) Shut up, Josh.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to give you that one, Josh. Amanda adds, creepy dark falls, and Josh completes it with creepy boring dark falls.
1: Holy shit. The best part about this entire scene is that Amanda's just sitting there playing with bubble wrap. (laughs) She's just popping bubble wrap.
0: It's all there is to do. Yeah, Darkfall sucks. They don't have Super Nintendo. They should. Amanda brings up that girl that she saw last night. And Josh tells her that it was just a nightmare. But she says, nuh-uh, it was real. Mm-hmm. Then she mentions Ray and how weird it was that she imagined that boy in the house. And then they met him. And
1: then he came to Josh
0: says, face. stop freaking me out. You need to quit seeing things. Yeah. Wish you were blind, sister. Amanda says, I can't help seeing things that are there. But Josh ain't listening now, because he lifts up a piece of garbage on the porch, and a coin falls out. He goes, Hey, money! (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, money! And he chases it to a cellar door. Oh my god. My favorite part of the episode. He puts his arm into a hole in the door, and the music builds. But then he just lifts his arm out and goes, ooh, a quarter.
1: This is, like, the way to the basement of the house, right?
0: I assume so. (sighs) Why? (sighs) Petey gets up from his resting spot and starts repeatedly barking at a spot in the fence. Oh my god, he hates fences now, too. The kids don't see anything, so they ask "Who is there. Mm -hmm. But behind them, we see the cellar door start to open. And a hand reaches out of it with a moan. Holy shit, it's a zombie. Maybe. It's
1: the most zombie thing ever.
0: It's pretty zombie, yes. And that's the end of part one.
1: Oh shit. Okay.
0: Just as it's getting good good. or possibly good. It'll probably just be a (laughs) fake out and it's the realtor, but uh, Oh
1: yeah, it's mom. (laughs) Love it. It's
0: Agnes. There to deliver more muffins.
1: I think it's a fantastic episode so far, Brandon. Um I came in with That's high intriguing. expectations. Yeah, it's, like I said, it's it's spooky, you know? People coming in your house is scary.
0: Yeah. Cortland, a little interesting fact about this is okay. that the house that we see, the exterior, is the same house from Stay Out of the Basement.
1: Really? Is that? Yeah. That is interesting.
0: Yeah, they just shitted it up a bit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah they had to (laughs) shit i don't have a keyboard
0: (laughs) all right well i mean there's not really a moral in this part of the episode i guess except uh take it seriously when your kids tell you that you have home invaders i guess i don't know
1: yeah i feel like we've talked about that before
0: yeah that's kind of a theme
1: i think the moral of the story is to do a little bit more research before you move into a place you know especially when you're like oh don't worry everybody's unemployed and there's no jobs and there's nothing welcoming or lovely about this place and it's going to be really difficult to get food and you know there's a lot of negatives that bob ross is throwing on these kids
0: yeah even if the price is right just do a little bit of research and also don't have a mullet
1: Mm, that's the real moral of the story yes i would have a mullet if i could though i mean i wouldn't yeah I, I wish i i wish i had the capabilities of growing a mullet but that just means that i'd have hair
0: in the back though
1: oh, i guess i do already have hair in the you, back
0: you could have like a um what's his name Disgusting. a hulk hogan you could have a hulk yeah, hogan a like hogan. bald on top and the hair on the sides and back
1: yeah, and I could just wear a bandana over the bald part so it looked like I had a full flesh, flesh oh, a full
0: could, flowing hair. Yeah. You could have a full ultimate power mullet. Damn. <sighs> anyway, whatever. <laughs> Cortland, what do you think is going to happen in the second part of Welcome to Dead House?
1: I think things are going to get escalated a couple of levels. Yeah? Um, I think that... I think we're going to find out how the people get into the house. You know, it's it's kind of like leading up to. There's like a lot of holes in there. I'm thinking there's like a lot of secret areas in the house that the family somehow hasn't found yet. That's gonna explain how they get into the house. Um, I think we're definitely gonna see some zombies. I'm hoping. Ooh. Maybe I don't know though because they have like this thing where they they don't they don't like the sunlight. So maybe they're more like vampire zombies. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and that that good luck charm is definitely going to be destroyed.
0: <laughs> yeah, you think.
1: Yeah, Probably I think that uh best. I think somebody's gonna convince them to burn it and it's gonna be the only thing that's saving them. Damn it. But I guess it's so all right. Run. Dad's gonna be like, I hate this thing, well, let's fucking burn it. And there's not gonna be any
0: danger. <laughs>
1: <sighs> it's good so far. I'm like I'm really looking forward to the next part.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Are we
1: going to are we going to meet the the cast this episode or next episode?
0: Um, what do you think?
1: I think we should this. do Why don't we do a couple at least this episode?
0: Well, let's do the family.
1: Okay, let's meet the fam.
0: All right, let's meet the Bensons. So, first meet up, we have Amanda I Benson mm-hmm. played by Amy Stewart. Yeah. And Amy is obviously most known for playing Anne in ice princess
1: yeah i've never seen ice princess
0: no but it comes up a lot on these it really does weird Yes, yeah, so guess i'm gonna wager that it was filmed in canada
1: <gasps> no
0: so amy was also in something called interstate 60 episodes of the road sure yeah i don't know it's what i'm working with she was also in something called Traces of the Unfinished Nature of the World, where she played female.
1: God, she's been in... It sounds like boring stuff. I'm sorry. Sorry, Amy.
0: But, I mean, she she has credits from 2020, mm-hmm. a TV series called Grand Army. So she's still kind of working, I guess. That was only a few years ago.
1: Yeah. She was also in something called Breach of Faith, A Family of Cops too. That's a long title. It was the sequel to A Family of Cops. The Family of Cops is back, this time dealing with the murder of a priest tied in with the Russian mafia who proceed to try to draw the family off the case. That sounds boring
0: as shit. It does. So let's stop talking about it. Okay, next. (laughs) Next, we have Josh Benson, who's played by Ben Cook. And I'm not going to talk about Ben Cook very much because we already talked about him. Cortland, did you recognize oh. him?
1: Ah, he's the kid from Piano Lessons giving Me Murder. I thought I knew I loved him. He is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he didn't have a mullet in that one, so it's hard to recognize He didn't.
1: Him. No, he grew hair very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic.
0: Yeah, so... Great actor. You know, ben Cook, uh, he's still working. He has... Voice work in the upcoming Fantastic Beasts: The Secrets of Dumbledore. Oh, okay. So, yeah,
1: I'm not up still to doing sure. I'm not up to snuff on my Fantastic Beasts.
0: Next, we have mm-hmm. Mom, whose name is Penelope Benson. I guess never said, sure. but yeah. that's what IMDb says. She's played <laughs> by Elizabeth Elizabeth Saunders.
1: <laughs> you got a little bit R.L. Stein on that one, <laughs> Elizabeth.
0: Elizabeth Thandert. Um Elizabeth has been in tons of stuff. Yeah. Uh, her first role was in a little TV movie called Almost Partners. I'm sure you'll remember where she played Margot Klevich.
1: Oh, the classic role. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but more importantly, she was in an episode of Forever Night.
1: Mm-hmm. I gotta say goosebumps is one of the one of her like earlier roles and she's been in a ton of stuff
0: yeah so she wasn't an established actress which you know i always assume for the parent the parent yeah, i don't think that she's they're... that
1: old in this episode though
0: no she's like rick astley's age oh my god randon <laughs> Elizabeth was also, also in a couple episodes of Orphan Black, which we've discussed huh. before. A show I've heard is good, but I have not seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, reoccurring roles on When Hope Calls. Never heard of it. Mary Kills People. Never heard of it.
1: I have heard. She, she was on one episode of Shit's Creek, and she was a voice in Sailor Moon, which I think we've all heard of both of those.
0: Nope. What's Sailor Moon? <sighs>
1: well, Moving <next>. on. <laughs>
0: We have Dad, who doesn't get a name. He's just Mr. Benson on IMDb, who's played by Benedict Campbell. Now, Benedict Campbell has quite a lot of roles too, which is surprising because he does not have an IMDb picture. Come on.
1: Yeah. What's up with that? He's got a lot of so, stuff.
0: Benedict has been in a lot of stuff. It sounds like a lot of voice work. He was in Monster Voice, he was in the Highlander cartoon. He was in the NeverEnding Story TV series.
1: They made it on Highlander Cartoon?
0: Yes. We don't talk about it.
1: Isn't that it. a pretty adult? Okay. That's coming back, by the way. Not, not the cartoon, but...
0: <laughs> he was in a TV series called Freaky Stories. I've never heard of that, but based on the title, that sounds like an anthology of... That sounds like Ooh, an it's, anthology it's of anime, urban though.
1: legends, three per episode, each presented with a different narrator and animation style.
0: That's interesting. Ooh, it does not look good, Brandon. I don't want to... I don't think we should talk. Nope. We're not talking about it. And we're going to pretend that we never even learned about it. We don't talk about freaky stories. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, he did the voices in a lot of stuff. Okay. And, you know, that's uh, that's the primary cast of Welcome to Dead House. We'll discuss some okay. others in the next part. That sounds good. That's fair. Yeah. I think so.
1: This episode's, episode's going to be like 50 minutes.
0: <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be the shortest episode ever, because nothing happened in this episode except people walking, dogs barking, and a girl seeing other people.
1: (laughs) It sets it up so well for the next one, though. I'm really looking forward to it. It's
0: better than I made it sound.
1: And plus, plus Joshua got money!
0: (laughs) (laughs) 25 cents, score! (laughs) Alright, well, that's it for this episode. Join us next week for the finale of Welcome to Dead House. Nice. I've been up all night. Bye, everybody. Bye.